um, it's Mylene again, and today's uh, Good Friday, and uh, I was still uh, having a chat with one of my friends yesterday, and um, I told him about this podcast being sort of a date with myself, and uh, except that I've been talking nonstop about the coronavirus, and I'll have to forego of the usual niceties and flatteries and just get right down to the business of a conversation. Um, probably odd, because what kind of conversation of, uh, during a day would center around the coronavirus and bad-mouthing certain people, my favorite people to bad-mouth. But whatever, I just, um, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about whatever comes to mind and isn't that really what a date is all about so now you know I'm talking to myself but I'm also talking to myself <laughs> just, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense um, I'm having a date with myself and we're having a conversation over a recorded conversation it feels like a reality TV show which is really what's going on right now in, in self-isolation we're all just really angling to get ourselves out there so that people will see what we've been doing so some people have been cooking and, and making art and what have you and just I, I think majority feel the need to be acknowledged by the internet for whatever they're doing which is a good one because while they're uh, entertaining themselves with a whatever um, creative stuff they're getting themselves into, they've also been entertaining us with um, seeing how their process goes. So thank you. And I think of yesterday I said a lot of I normally um, uh, I have the word I promise. Sometimes it's at the tip of your tongue, and it's such a simple word. Obscure, of course. Obscure. Normally, obscure people who have really um, blossomed into overnight social media sensation. I, I don't expect that for myself, as I really don't have anything to talk to you about except ideas in my head. And, um,. Being in the spotlight is not really something that I've aspired to, generally. So between, for example, between fame and fortune, I would, uh, in a heartbeat, choose fortune and forego fame. If they go together, I would still try to wiggle out of fame and still just, you know, settle for fortune. I had to stop with the recording to... Um, get some lunch. Uh, truthfully, eating is so tedious that you know it doesn't present any form of enjoyment to me anymore. Um, for one, whatever I can eat inside the house is limited to what we already have, and if I ever have a craving for something, I I have no freedom. Or I refuse to give myself the freedom to go outside and get ingredients to cook it or get it for takeaway or delivery. I just not 
um, possible. If it were, even if it were possible, I wouldn't want to expose myself as such. Um, I think it's idiotic to try to squeeze in um, some luxuries in order to give in to your desires at the moment because every little um, act that um, tends to, to, ex to extend this lockdown is is something that's unbearable to me. The only really um, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, is, oh, that's about death, but, or something like that, I guess. The only thing that's giving me a clear head at this moment is that eventually this is all going to end. And hopefully with... Um, oh, I, I wish that I can say with no one dead, but that's not the trend that it's going. And now I started to talk about the coronavirus, I feel sad again. But but just that what keeps me going, what keeps me from going crazy is the fact that it's all going to end eventually for whatever reason. Um, and I hope it's not that everyone has already gotten infected. So, okay. What a terrible thing to talk to my date about all this um, serious stuff about the coronavirus. I did try to come up with different topics to talk about to myself. Um, one of them being that I'm trying to write I've always fancied myself a bit of a writer. Um, I was 13 years old when I started having this feeling that, you know, I, I want to become a writer. And it's something that I enjoy doing. Not enjoy doing, really, but it's something that I feel like if I don't do, I would never be happy. Or I would feel incomplete. Um, my uh, auntie, who used to work in Hong Kong, gave me this um, beautiful diary, floral cover, and unlined pages, really conducive to creative thinking, and um, I've lost it. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I don't have it. I don't remember all my 13-year-old thoughts anymore. But I still remember it. Just It's just so memorable to me because I think that was the first, when I got that, that was the first time that I felt like I wanted to pursue a career putting pen to paper. Um, the desire has waned over time. And um, I've been writing sort of, you know, not, not really um, consistently regular regularly like a real writer probably should not probably definitely should but um but just on and off I just still consider myself that sometimes I'm worthy of being called a writer 
take a second, put two words together and sometimes come up with something maybe interesting or something worth reading. Um, my um, history of publication is not really long. It's a, exactly one. I've had a poem published in Philippines Free Press in 2007, and that, that's it. I've tried many times to send, um, to submit my work, and um, so far been unsuccessful. It's not really, um, I don't think of it as the story of my life. And um, getting older, I've tried to be gracious about defeat, rejections, it's not easy. And I always tell myself, okay, it's good, it's good. I'm, I'm going to submit this piece and um, the, what's the worst thing that, what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is that it gets rejected. And so, you know, I just convince myself that it's okay like that. But then the email comes in, I get rejected, and oh my god, it's like stabbed to the heart. It's so, I feel so emotional. I feel like it's a personal attack, and I just, for a bit, I just consider hiding under a rock and just, just fully disengaging myself from all that risk of rejection. But of course, that, that you know, we have, well, we're never going to have any progress if it weren't for the number of rejections every great person has gone through. I'm not saying, saying I'm going to be, ever be a great person. I already am a great person. I don't have to be recognized by the entire world to be a, a great person. And I think uh, each of us is great in our own way. And um, sometimes I... Recognition can be a distraction, as I was talking to you about fluff yesterday. It can be a distraction from whatever it is that we are supposed to be doing. If we, if all of us um, try to grab that kind of attention from people, then um, we can't be doing our jobs very well. We can't be going towards greatness. If we're going towards recognition which isn't always something that goes with greatness. And um, if we are recognized, it doesn't really always mean that we've done something great. So, oh yeah, I tell myself that. I say that you don't have to be recognized, but every little bit of rejection is really... Um, something that I'm always probably going to feel personal about. And and sometimes rejection doesn't come in the form of a, an email, just an email that, um, that somebody sent to me that says, uh, we're not going to publish your work. It can be sometimes in the form of something somebody says to me offhand, and they probably don't mean anything by that. So... That's something that I have to work on as well. That to think that um, something someone says isn't really about me; it's more about um, the person who's saying it, the person who might be writing it, and so we all have different preferences. And so that that's me as a writer. 
that's me. But I also have this other persona, and I, I, I like reading books, and I like reviewing books. And I joined this um, Read Sea Discovery. I was invited. I was sent an email by one of them, inviting me to uh, re register on that site as a book reviewer, telling me that I was going to get an early release copy of books before um, they're um, made available to the public and that I get to review those books for their site. Um, initially, you know, I thought it was a, a, a junk mail and I ignored it and eventually I, uh, I think that um, that person kept on sending email, uh, an email every maybe two or three weeks. So I by the third, fourth email, I um, said that I was going to sign up. And if that's true, I would like to get advanced copies of the books. And so I sent, I uh, registered with uh, Read Sea Discovery, sent a, uh, some samples of my work. And uh, my goal was really to um, develop, to, to uh, get myself published online and hopefully build up a portfolio for my writing because you know I've only had one um, piece of one poem published and that was way back in 2007 so um, I wanted to build up a portfolio and uh, I don't know when that's going to come in handy but so that was my um, motivation and I, I got accepted as a reviewer and then I started going through this list of books that they have available for me to uh, review uh, and I'm, I'm telling you that authors should really not be made to write the blurb themselves they don't have we I, I'm talking about myself as well um, I'm too close to the story, I would be too close to the story to really think of how best to summarize it. And um, that's not something that you'd want for, for a, a blurb because you'd want something that the readers would be able to understand. And, and sometimes I'm writing something and I say, well, you know, I understand it because I have got all the, my character's motivations at the back of my head. And so when I read something, I, oh, that's because, you know, that's because this character is from this place and has, has had this experience. But I didn't tell the reader that, so the reader doesn't know. I know my character's motivations. I know where they grew up. I, you know, all the other backstories that won't, probably won't find them, the, uh, but the backstories would find themselves in my um, novel uh, and then are you going to make me write my blurb and well uh, that's not very interesting is it <laughs> I think uh, sometimes I just say uh, how am I going to get a really good book if I'm going to be reading the, uh, the author's blurb of his own book and so usually they're bad and so I don't recommend that authors do not write your own books 
blurb, and I'm talking as not as a writer but as a book reviewer. So I've chosen two so far. I've made two reviews on that site, and um, although the the people behind that but that website says it's okay to not praise the book. But the thing is that we don't get paid for making the review, and I just just feel a bit icky. I don't mind if I don't get paid because, as I've said earlier, that I'm I'm doing it to build up a build a portfolio, and but if they're getting paid by the writers to get some review, some early review of their book, then. Uh, uh, that's a scam for me. You're, um, you're getting me to work for you for free, but you're getting a profit. And I never really discussed that with the people behind Red C. Maybe I should. But anyway, to go back to this. Um, there, at, at any given time, there would be um, some 200 maybe books available. I don't know if I've, it's because I've chosen a genre. I don't know if um, there are other books available, but for me at any given time, about a little less than 300 books to review. Uh, and they would have a deadline depending on the book launch. I don't know um, when they're going to, what, what that book launch is supposed to be because I've reviewed two books and I tried to Google them and, and then I saw that both books have already been released on Amazon and there'd be reviews there and the reviews would really be mostly complimentary which would be um, the opposite of my my book. I, as a writer, I'm really terribly lazy and I have difficulty sustaining my momentum, but as a book reviewer, I'm very strict. You know, I have I hold books at high regard, and I want to be entertained as well as informed. And um, I see as a byproduct of my having been an editor, I just get distracted by a lot of um, typographical errors and and such. And so I review this book. This book, one of the first book that I chose was a um, uh, based on a real life story, based on letters that were left by um, uh, one person, a friend of the author, and so she made a, made this entire book based on that and her own. Uh, research, I guess. Uh, she fancied herself some kind of a detective and said this was a um, story about bigamy. Is it still bigamy if you've married more than two? <laughs> okay, so bigamy in the... at a time when women... 1950s, I think, I forgot. But at, at the time when women were expected to be married and if that if at a certain age there they weren't married uh, then it just 
it isn't good for them. And so this girl who was pushing past her prime met this guy. She she felt fortunate, and they spent I don't know how long they spent being happy together, and so but without warn without warning, this guy just up and left. Okay. Uh, my problem with that is it's a, a pretty well written as far as um, you know grammar and stuff uh, are, are are concerned, but but as far as the tone goes i think it was distracting to me that it started like a narrative of what was going on with this person and the points of view vary that sometimes it would be based on it would the narrator would be invisible and just talking about what she's read in the letter and then there would be moments when she would insert herself i read this on um, just and this, and I think that it's not the writer's problem. I think it might be the editor's problem at that point. And I desperately wished for to become that book's editor because really, really well written, and the premise was strong for me. Eventually, the second half of the book became a detective story. This narrator, uh, the author. Um, decided to go on a, um, a, it's not a wild goose chase because she had a, um, she had inklings of who the other women this guy married were. And so did, she tried to track them down and, and did so. But it was a complete turnaround from the wistful, nostalgic tone of the first part. And so, oh, that's the reason why, so I told myself, oh, that's the reason why they called it true crime <laughs> at the, on the, they, they categorized it as true crime on Reedsey. Oh, that's the reason. <laughs> but it, as a, as a nostalgic uh, and, and wistful sometimes, uh, with a nostalgic and wistful tone, it was working for me. As a detective story, it wasn't working for me. Um, really awful. And so, if I had, if I were giving it three stars, three out of five stars on the first part, I'd be giving it one to at best in the second part. And I didn't want to give it a completely bad mark. It would be harder to review something so awful. Oh, so I, and also just, just a lot of concessions, really, because um, it just felt to me that uh, that book was being used by um, authors for advertisement, and that they want to get good reviews uh, of the of their book. And I don't know if they also they have other. Um, uh, branches and they offer editing services I think and so I just really I, I'm sorry if anyone from Reedsey is listening to this I don't think you are but I, I won't hold back anyway but you just you're just going to have to come talk to me about this because it's, it doesn't feel right to me that 
there are aspects you're being paid for that you and then you get reviewers you don't pay you don't pay for the work and um, you get paid for the work that your uh, volunteers I guess I am a volunteer are getting paid for I would rather donate my um my pay if that were the case I mean I don't have to get your money it's a short review I can do it very easily really a 300 word review is nothing to me especially if I were to <laughs> bad mouth the book so anyway so back so I, I was able to make a um to write a I don't know how to to rate that kind of review because of the, all the concessions that I've made, it would it wasn't like if I were going to um, put it up on my blog 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 blog. If I were going to put it up on my blog, I would there would be no holds barred. If it's bad, I'm going to say it's bad. I feel it's it's bad, but just concessions and also that. Sometimes I think being a writer, you just have to. I, me, I just have to. To think of how the writer would feel, and so okay, a three star review. Um. And uh, after a bit of time, I. I decided to choose another, um, book to review. Again, there'd be about less than 300 books available for review. And I decided on uh, a dating book. To, a, a dating book. And I, before I chose that, I Googled it and, and again found that it's already been made available on Amazon. And I don't know, Goodreads or other, other book sites as well. The premise of that is that dating, I think, is uh, better suited for face-to-face interactions rather than online conversations. And that, to me, is going back to the basics. And um, having a relationship should be more about being able to converse like you and I are doing right now. (laughs) Being able to converse in person rather than to hide behind the anonymity, uh, not always anonymity, but just there are things that you're able to hide better if you're um, corresponding online. But to hide behind just um, creating a persona online. And so it was an interesting premise to me. Unfortunately, um, the book turned out to be just your usual dating book advice and what to talk about, how to hook him. And uh, initially, the author tried to make it all encompassing, which means whatever gender you are and whatever gender you're trying to uh, hook, it will apply to you. But somewhere, not even in the middle, but eventually after, not eventually, but uh, immediately after that introduction, it started talking to her and telling her how to hook him. So it's a dating book for women 
heterosexual women, women who are trying to land a man. And some parts are well written, but it's really all over the place. So the premise was that offline conversations, offline dating is better than online dating. But it's just listed down all the the good things about offline dating without even comparing it with online dating. So you have this whole topic of um, comparison, but there was no comparison in the book. And so in real life, I would have given it a one-star rating. But again, concessions. So I, again, gave it a a three-star rating. Try to be mostly mild about my um, criticisms. Uh, And again, I wanted to be this book's editor uh, to give this writer a, um, a solid advice on how best to work with her her um, her ideas because I thought that this book was merely an idea a draft if you will this uh, um, it shouldn't be uh, something that you put out into the world sure you know if people read about dating some people are desperate enough to want advice on that but and not all the time it's not just it's not something that you'd really want advice on well Okay, I'm not a dater, so, you know, it's not something that I, again, one of the things that I don't aspire to do. And um, no judgment on people who are desperate for love, but I find for me that um, being single is, oh, it's just, it offers more freedom than, than you think to not be to not have to worry about someone else. I'm saying that as of the moment, I'm dating myself. So I'm not saying never, ever, but not now. So now talking about that, I think a dating book is probably the wrong uh, book to choose to review because I'm, I'm starting off as a skeptic. and But I also truly... Whenever there's a book involved, I always, always give it a shot. I start on a clean slate with no expectations, except for the uh, expectation that I'm going to be informed and I'm going to be entertained, and that this book is going to be worth my time. I I always give it a go. I don't um, judge about topic if I don't want to read something if I'm really not going to keep an open mind about it, and then I'm just not going to choose that book. If at, at the beginning I already think it's a bad book, I won't choose to read that book. I gave this a chance because I thought that there was something different about it. And uh, I was disappointed, to be honest. And so another three-star rating, which would have been a um, a five uh, a one-star rating if if I were to be honest about it. And then, so I haven't learned my lesson. And um, after a, a while, I again tried to look for another book to review. And I settled on this. 
everything was so bad to me. I, and I don't really want to choose any book that I'm going to give another um, three-star rating, fake three-star rating to. I want something that I would can rave about, something that I would willingly give a four-star rating to. Um, I, I don't want anything that I would have to begrudgingly rate as a, a success. And um, so I, I settled on this book. I'd say, I think a business book. Um, the author says he's been an executive of um, a big company. And, and, and so it was supposed to be, I think, from the summary and the book's blurb, it was going to be a rags to riches story, a story of him, how he rose from being a, a child of poverty, I think, to one of the highest paid executives in, in the world. This, this person isn't uh, very famous, but I mean, I don't know, maybe he's famous in his realm, but not something, not someone I know. So I chose his book. Uh, I so I have to tell you that before we choose the books, we get a um, a glimpse of what's in it. The first, either the first chapter or the introduction or the prologue, and um, so it was a begrud it was begrudgingly that I chose this because I didn't think so highly of the other books that were available. Um, and. Uh, uh, I, I was able to read about maybe halfway through the book. And it was a long read. It wasn't a very long book, but it was tedious. And it wasn't up to par. The Just the transitions, just the grammar even, and the focus of the book all missing. And... and just not anywhere to me. So, uh, God, I can't even give this book a free star review, even begrudge begrudgingly. I can't, I won't allow myself to do that. And so um, one of the instructions that um, the Read Sea people uh gave to us is that if something is really, really, really bad, then we can just um, refuse to review it and instead send a note to the author on how best to improve. Ah, another thing that sounds like, you know, a scam to me, these people making money off their website and getting other professionals, me, a professional to give advice on something and maybe they would pass it, it off as uh, something that they gave themselves, not something that came from us. But I wrote this really lengthy explanation on why I can't continue reading the book and why I can't review the book. My, my problem with the book, aside from those that I've already said, is that it doesn't know what genre it should belong to. Um, if it's a memoir or a self-help book, Usually, 
on a, a, in a memoir, you find lessons to learn, which also makes it a self-help book. However, this book is um, a memoir uh, on, on one in one chapter, and then it would transition uh, very rapidly. Not transition even, but just a complete turnabout without warning into something like, if you go through this situation, this is what you should do. So first, the, the author is talking about his childhood, where he grew up, what his parents were like. And then without warning, it will become something that lists what you got to do. And it's not even like if somebody is hitting you as a child, you should go dial 000. Not like, not like that. So that was a, a huge problem for me as a reader is to, you know, how, how best to focus my attention on something. I'm not looking for advice. And I know that eventually if something is good, I'm going to find my own lesson in it. Uh, the way that it resonates with what's going on with my life. And that's, I think that's a good book. It doesn't tell you um, overtly what kind of lesson you're going to learn from it. Sometimes you're going to get um, a, a, a wit, uh, uh, quotes that are going to resonate with you. People are, well, Harry, you know, if you're in a darkness, you just have to... Um, turn on the light and it's going to be all right uh something like that sometimes but not like this <laughs> so i wrote the author a very long note and it, i felt very sad about it because just sometimes you know i see somebody who considers herself a writer i would just want to put my self um in his shoes and I'd say, oh God, if I were to receive this letter, I would feel so awful. But um, I did it anyway. Um, tried to go beyond that. And, uh, and I tried to think of it as helping that author do something better with the book. As a memoir, if it were properly edited and, uh, and, ch and chopped into good chapters and and you know maybe um if had he had discussed it um more extensively with somebody who understands how a book works then it might work but the the writer for me should choose should decide if he wants to make it into a memoir or a self-help book if it were a self-help book i would understand the list of things to do and so it's going to be mostly that with a little bit of the um, experience, uh, personal experiences uh, in it but if it's going to be a memoir it's just going to have to be a memoir I don't want to go and say there, there's even I think an exercise a part where you have to do an activity to see if you've learned anything, I guess. And and so what kind of a memoir is that? It's like, I've, I felt like the, this author was telling me, I've mastered this, and now it's your turn to master it too. So, 
<laughs> weird, really weird for me, really weird going through that. So I really, if, if you are the writer I'm talking about, I forgot your name, sorry. I truly, truly apologize for not having been able to properly review your work. Yeah, I applaud you for having come up with a um, manuscript of that magnitude and, and I don't belittle your experiences. I, I don't do that. But as a book, it doesn't work for me. And uh, I hope you find guidance and I hope that you're able to make it into something that you're going to be proud of. If you're proud of it right now, then that's all right. You, you go do you and ignore people like me. But for me as a reviewer, as a reader, and as an editor, it doesn't work. And, um, and uh, that's that. And so since then, I haven't really chosen any other book. Because I don't want to be that kind of reviewer that only gives three stars, three begrudging stars to two to books. I want to to be that one person who gives, sometimes gives a bad review and sometimes gives a good review. I don't want to hate everything. So, I mean, I think I've been reading. I think I've been um, conned into joining your your website thinking that the books that you're going to introduce me to have not been read by anyone else first and second that they've gone through the um, the usual processes and that they're ready to be published and I'm not reading a draft I'm not re reading an, a manuscript that's not ready for publication, that's got a promise, but not a promise that it's publishable. It feels like most of the books that you have available are, are self-published ones that have not really been reviewed by an editor or a, um, a, a copy editor, a structural editor, and, and you know other kinds of editor editors I I just I appreciate that you have that a, a lot of writers really want to get a, um, a good review of our books that's okay you got a bit a little bit carried away talking about that side of me the reviewer uh, but I initially really wanted to talk about writing and being in quarantine is the best, one of the best times. It's always a good time to write. <laughs> but, you know, not when you're in quarantine, not really doing a lot of work, then there's no excuse. And uh, it's just, if you're a writer, you write. There's no excuse for that. And um, so, but about almost a month into quarantine, it's, I've been writing on and off. And so there are some bad poetry inside some of my notebooks. And uh, just fancied myself just, you know, somebody who, 
who writes like that. I've and in the span of less than a month, I've been rejected countless times. So you know that there is a, a, a small uh, uh, percentage of productivity going on. Oh, a tricycle outside. Okay. Um, so not extremely productive, as in everyday productive, or I've not carved out a time to really focus on writing. Reading, I've done a lot. I um, don't know if I've said it already, but I set up a book club with my nephews and nieces. It's mostly to force them to read a little every day. So it also forces me to read a little every day. But I've been reading anyway. Um, but it forces me to get off the internet and just try to concentrate more on reading than on reading social media accounts of people and especially reading about uh, the, the depressing situation outside with the coronavirus. So what I did two days ago is I set up a schedule, a schedule for myself uh, in, in writing. I, I've, I have a, now it's, <laughs> I, it's easier for me to talk about reviewing than to talk about writing. Because writing is so personal and it's something that I haven't really quite gotten a, a, a good grasp of. And that sometimes I write something good and sometimes I just write and it doesn't matter. And oh, that's what they tell you, by the way, that to be a good writer, that you have to go through a period where you suck. And uh, I'm going through that period now. And I don't care anyway. I do care, as I said earlier, that when the rejection slips, the rejection emails come in, just a stab to the heart. And that's that. So I made it, um, I have two sort of fully formed um, novels in, in progress. And one of them uh, I called, well, I'm, I'm not just not going to tell you what it's called, but um, I've been uh, uh, conceiving the details of that novel on and off for the last decade. I would say, and and I have a uh, sort of a story formed, but no manuscript and nothing written except for um, paragraphs um, that are mostly word vomit that I just go and go and go and, and write. And I think this is about this certain character, so and so, and so that's how I do it, and um, kind of. When it's like writing, whenever I think about it, whenever I feel like writing, and so two days ago I decided it can't be like that anymore, and I have to sit down, write, whether I feel like writing or not, and that's the way we do work. So I have to consider that writing is now something that I work with, and it's it's, it's something that I do, and maybe it's not going to make me a lot of money or any money at all. But if it's something that I want to do, then I have to sit down and, and start doing it. And so I set up a schedule. So the first on the first day, that would be yesterday, I would 
just brainstorm about characters. Uh, I would brainstorm about setting, um, uh, point of view, um, whether it works with first person narration or the third, second, I don't know. Something like that. Um, yeah, some of my friends wouldn't know this because I already told them a little bit about it. I couldn't stop talking about it sometimes. I, it's The idea is so clear in my head that I probably have to, I just sometimes want to put it out in, into the world and see how it resonates with other people. Uh, some of them have said it, it was an interesting idea, but... Um, there are still details that I, I can't figure out, and I was supposed to do that <laughs> by brainstorming with myself yesterday. But that's the reason that I came up with a podcast yesterday, is because I've been procrastinating <laughs> about brainstorming. And so, so I have dates here in my uh, schedule, but that part which I was supposed to do yesterday, I didn't do. So you, you got to push, uh, I don't know. I have to be strict with myself about writing because, you know, I just say, oh, I can do that tomorrow, and I end up not doing it at all. So after this podcast, I promise I'm just going to do all this, and I'm just going to be a good writer, and hopefully, eventually, you know, i just get to update you on this podcast that I have my manuscript finished. I'm not saying it's going to be a good manuscript, but, uh, you know, I envy all those um, people that I review, even if they have, even if I didn't really like them and I didn't think they were ready for publication, but I envy them for having come up with a, a book manuscript. And to me, that will be the initial, um, the goal, initial goal. And I would, con- I would, definitely consider that an achievement if I were to come up with that and promise I'm going to come up with that my uh, I'm setting myself after all the the first week will be brainstorming outlining plotting or just working out the you know initial the things but right after that when I really sit down which will be in three days time I, my target is to write 3,000 words a day. Um, when I'm talking about something that, you know, just I run off with my mouth a lot of times and I have a lot of ideas, but when I'm just, you know, spewing things that don't have to be focused on anything, I, I can easily do 3,000. 3,000 would be something I would finish unedited in maybe maybe less than an hour so just everything that i have um on my mind everything that uh for example facts that i already know of and that i don't have to uh, go scouring around for information then i can easily do three thousand in an hour so if i have um if i'm awake for 16 hours in a day three thousand in an hour I can easily come up with a novel in a day, a, a novel draft, anyway. But I think that, I don't know if a lot of you writers have been having that kind of trouble, that you have a lot to to say, and that it 
words come easily to you, but when you have to sit down and focus your mind on something and you have to consider that other people might be reading your work, then it's like <laughs> it renders you well, speechless. And I, I, I don't know if that's what they, they call writer's block. It's not a writer's block for me, just a, a, something that keeps me from writing whenever I think that somebody is going to eventually read what I write. It's different in blogs because it's just, you know, short ones. People might contradict you on that, but, you know, they're just anonymous people. And, and sometimes the short ones, really, you try to be more, um, if you want readers, I, I really, really have never really um, tried to get more readers or of anything I write online. But if you do, then you try to be more controversial and you try to invite negative attention. That's really usually how they do it on Twitter and Instagram. Invite negative attention. So if that's something that you're okay with, usually fame is for you. So I find that it's good. Maybe as a writer, I should also, you know, be okay with fame. But anyway, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I am getting ahead of myself. But so I set up that... Um, writing schedule where I write 3,000 words per day and my target for this novel is 60,000 words. So by writing 3,000 words per day, I give myself 20 days to complete my um, manuscript. So um, plus or minus some things depending really on how I go. But hopefully in 20 days, right after their the preliminaries, I get a complete book manuscript. And it looks like my uh, word vomit for today has uh, run up to almost an hour, including the arms and the bad grammar and the pauses. Um, I just refuse to edit any. There's no point, and I'm the only one who's going to be listening to myself anyway. And I really enjoy it. Um, I really have been enjoying myself. Talk about all the thoughts that I've been having. And um, the truth is that this is something that I've been doing all my life anyway. At from an early age, I can remember just being able to say something to myself and always coming up with something interesting that I would want to continue discussing and uh, so that's that and, um, and I'm going to have to go back to doing my word vomit on paper about this um, novel that I'm hopefully going to have a draft of before this quarantine ends so wish me luck and thank you guys if you're listening to me at all whoever you are i am so sorry this is such a long one and uh, i don't know if you, if you don't have to make any comment or come up to me say you've listened to it but um 
hopefully do a part or be a part of some movement that's going to entertain me, entertain a lot of people. Or, um, I don't want to say suffering because we, we are very lucky to have all the, these conveniences available to us right now that we can be entertained any old way. And that, you know, everyone who is even out of the country who is so far away, it's not really all that far away that if they're able to post on social media or even um, bring us every now and then, they're not so far away. So, um, to your part, do something creative um, that I may stumble upon on social media. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I, well, I have an account on Twitter. And I post every now and then, um, lately a lot more than I used to. Uh, that was that that account is was normally was 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 a uh, uh, idol, uh, but I go to Twitter more often now. So I have Instagram. If you're going to be on Instagram, if you want to show me any of your creative works, creative processes whatever you're doing and that would be great i wish you well let us all stay home stay safe and um, i guess i'm going to be talking more in the in the days to come because uh, you know i always be probably procrastinating and writing my novel but please wish me luck anyway i will i will I promise you deserve to read my novel. <laughs> uh, so stay home, stay, stay safe, and happy Easter, everyone. Bye-bye.